everybody. Happy Thursday. I'm Arter. This is Lazy Tongue. And we're back for an, another amazing week. I hope you all have had an amazing week. And if you haven't, I hope you're excited that uh, tomorrow's Friday. And the weekend's coming. And it's time to get turnt. And uh, let some of that stress out. If you've had a heavy work week or something in your life personally has been you know not where you want it to be you know hopefully you are getting prepared to do something for yourself and let that stress go and find your happy place and find you some zen and some some peace and some some serenity today we are talking our women and some of the changes that have happened and this year was really big for women as far as election impact powerful numbers for women this year and it makes you stop and think you know where 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 do we think we're at now that we see some change you know, do, do we think we're heading in the right direction? Do you think there still is some work that needs to be done? Do you think that there isn't going to be a huge change? You know, what are your thoughts? And um, that made me propose the question of the day. Do you think there's a difference in equal pay for equal work versus equal pay for work of equal value? And that's a question that women have already learned the answer to. And, you know, if you think about it, there's a Equal Pay Act that the workplaces adhere to, which is a law that President Kennedy signed 50 50 plus years ago that it is illegal to pay workers, man or woman, unequal pay. And for 50 plus years, we have constantly seen that. But workplaces try to mask that. They try to mask that in a way to get the answers to the questions that they need by asking you those questions. When you apply, stop and think about it. When you apply for a job, you get asked these, these census questions that ask, what is your race? What did you make at your last job? Give me your last five years or six years worth of work history. And when you think about it, when you apply to these jobs and they ask you these questions, your gender and and all these things, they take that information and use it to determine what pay they're going to offer you. In addition to those questions, they also ask you your education level. All of these things are used to determine what type of pay that they will offer you. And we don't really stop and think about those things. 
And so, you know, the curiosity, it, it popped in my head. I was like, I have to do the numbers. I need to go figure this out. I need to, I need to see what have the rates been. And if you have, if you follow me on Instagram, much love to you. If you haven't, check me out. On my page, I recently made a post that brought the question to the audience of gender pay, the unequal scale that men and women are on as far as the pay rate that women are offered. And here's what blew my mind when I when I looked it up. All of these numbers are based off of or compared to a white man, which just lets you know in the world we live in, if you are a white male, you are considered the best breed just for that. And so I wanted to know what's the differences. What are the differences? And so I I took it, I took it to the web and and I decided to look it up. And so on aauw.org last year, they did a study and there is a gender gap between man and woman and they measured the gap in pay in women based off of their race. So there was a 53% gender gap between Hispanic women and men, 61% gender gap in black women and men, 77% gap between white women and men, 85% gender gap in pay between Asian race and men, 58% gender gap between American Indian or Alaskan Native and 62% gender gap Native Hawaiian women or other Pacific Islanders and men. And And I keep saying men and I have to correct myself, white men, okay? And that just, the highest, the highest gender gap on here, Hispanics being 53%, 53%. If you do the math on this, I mean, that's almost about 10,000 a year that a man can make over a woman. Equal work, equal value, equal pay. So then I started, it started to jog my mind a little bit more. And so I did a little bit more probing and Over the last 40 years plus, the National Women's Law Center, uh, if you haven't been on their website, it's the nwlc.org website stated that two-thirds of our women work in a low-wage job. That hurts women in so many ways because if you think about it, women have children women work and have children when it comes to working and having to take care of your children 
based off of the consensus that employers do in the questions that you answer as far as your previous work history and how much you've earned and your current pay rate, your current education, where you live, your gender, all of that is used against you, which determines what pay amount you have, which determines what employers are gonna look at when they wanna to only be qualified for jobs in a low wage market. When women, which a, a lot of the women, a lot of women are single parent and some of them have more than one child. So women, have to be put in a situation where they're not able to make a certain amount of money to take care of their family, which in turn requires some sort of government assistance, possibly along the way, which also puts them in another bracket. All of this used against you. And in most homes, you know, if if you're a single parent, that woman is the breadwinner. It's just one person. Then when you think about it, single parent, she's a working parent. If employers could ask you, uh, do you have kids? Or if a, if a new employee comes in and she's pregnant, they sure as hell wish that they could be like, uh, well, unfortunately, because you're pregnant, you're a waste of money to us and you must go. This would be a horrible investment. Oh, you got kids? Oh, you can't work around the clock or come in when I call you? Oh, no, ma'am. You're you're not qualified. But that's a lawsuit up they ass. So they don't do that. But this makes it harder on the woman. Then if she has to call off or whatever she has to do to take care of her family, if she has to leave, she's penalized for it. Then if she decides to move on in her life and get another job and wants to get a higher paying job, Good luck because you go to another employer and they do the same thing. Also based off of the amount of money you get by your employer, you also have to pay for medical insurance. Depending on how much you can pay for your family, that can determine what type of medical benefits you get. Then if you have to go to the state, some of those medical benefits might not be the best. All of this is a constant revolving cycle. I also found out on the National Women's Law Center website that was interesting to me that in 1963, women made 58% on the dollar to men, okay? A whopping 55 years later, we have only made progress of making 19 cents more than 1963. Women now make 78% on the dollar on average. When I go to work and I go to my meetings at work and I look around the room, I will say at my job, I see a lot of women, but I do not see women of color in those seats. Women of color, I've been raised around, you know, people who unfortunately have to live in a specific area. Why? Because the government pushes you in those areas based off of work experience, your race, your gender, pushes you 
in an area and the parent the schools in those areas are not the best schools they don't have the best resources they don't have enough teachers hell they don't have enough bus drivers and they want their kids to go to different districts and so they will find a different address say that's where their kid lives just so they can live in a different school district all of this makes a difference how can you help right you hear all of this and if you're a woman this this means a lot for you and not just you if you have nieces if you are a mother and have your own children if you are a mother yourself or your mother's working hell your grandmother's working your friends peers this all matters and we still after 50 plus years fighting to get to equal pay and though we have made progress it's it, we're not there yet and we still have work to do and so how can we get there how can you help National Women's Law Center, again, that's nwlc.org. They are in the process, and over the last 40 years, they have been putting, they have been working to push into law the Paycheck Fairness Act. Okay. The Paycheck Fairness Act, if you have not read up on it or been informed about it, please go to their website, again, nwlc.org, and get informed on what that act entails. Some of the things that they're trying to do, and I won't go completely into it, but they are trying to improve remedies. They are trying to get class action. They're trying to facilitate facilitate class action claims. Um, let's see here. They also have on here, they're trying to prohibit employer retaliation. Uh, they're trying to close loopholes and, 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 and establish better info to the EEOC. Um, that's just a few of them. But what they're trying to do is remarkable and will really will make a difference in equal pay for women. And a way to get involved is um, CNBC recently put an article out online with five ways on how you can help. Um, you can donate Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that one was not from CS, CSNBC. That is for uh, the National Women's Center Law Center. You can donate, but CS, CS, sorry, CNBC, um, five ways are you can um, get involved. Get involved with your local, state, or federal legis- legislation. Though the, the situation that we're going through as women is is nationwide, Every city and state is different and has different gender gaps depending on where you live in that state, what your state laws are. And to get more acclimated on that, do your research. Do your research and get involved and see what your state as far as gender gaps is at. See where they're at. And then take part in your local or federal state legislative and try to get informed and see what type of change you can create from from your local or state or federal. Um, Another one is to um, host an event or a forum. You can have an event that is 
dedicated and themed and or, or centered around equal pay and informing your audience on some of the challenges that women face can get things like the Paycheck Fairness Act put into law, help gain awareness. You can also negotiate your salary. A lot of people don't know that they can negotiate your salary. Depending on your skill, depending on how long you've worked, you could possibly negotiate your wage with your employer. So that's definitely something to look up. Google it. Um, And then, of course, social media. Social media is what everybody is on now. So there's nothing you can post online that people won't see at some point. So get involved. Post things on your page. And from there, we can create change within our communities. And hopefully that we can start to see change coming within our own local cities and states, as well as nationwide for other women around the world. All right. Cool. That's my time, y'all. I'm Arter. This is Lazy Tongue. Until we meet again next week, let's try to create some change, put some positivity into the world. Smile. And I'm out.